Spark is an idea accelerator, connecting the studio to the classroom by and for artists who educate. Brought to you by the Frist. All right, hey, welcome to Spark. Uh, Spark Educator Night. Whatever. Uh, I'm Joe Percy. This is Mike, Julie, Lauren, and Sean. We kind of started this thing. Um, and tonight's guest is Lisa Blackman Jones. Hello. Uh, just put it over to you. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, guys, for taking time after, a, I'm sure, a long day of teaching. And please forgive me if I pause at different times. I'm sure you can appreciate talking all day. Uh, but I did try and switch gears to my artist version of myself. Um, for this talk, I kind of thought, I mean, it could go 10,000 directions when thinking about art making and what I'd like to talk about in a, in a brief amount of time. But I thought, you know what, I'll just kind of start with what I always end up jumping back to. Um, I'm kind of a pretty organized art person, an organized artist, and I like to start with <clears throat> from the beginning. And so I wanted to share, I know it's really original, but just kind of my, kind of like instead of my life manual, it's my art life manual. It's something that a few of these points were shared with from a mentor, and now she's turned into more of a friend, but in college I had an internship with Adrienne Outlaw, who was a was an artist that lived here in town for a very long time and she's recently moved to St. Louis but honestly she kind of doesn't even remember telling me a few of these things but I really clung to them as a young artist and they really ha helped self set the foundation for who I am as a, a practicing artist here in Nashville. And then the other ones are just ones that I've kind of come up with for who I am that help me stay focused, help me stay centered and, um, and keeping that balance. So. Um, oh, you know what? I think it'd be fair to say, if you're not familiar with my work, uh, I do these kind of delicate, abstract watercolor paintings. Uh, I also do some acrylic on canvas, and um, my work's been represented by the Reimer Gallery downtown for a while. So I apologize, I forgot to mention. That's the kind of work that I'm doing. That's where I'm coming from, as a basically a 2D artist. So one of the things, and I, when I find that I have students in my classroom that are interested in being artists, these are the kind of things I like to share with them, to give them a little bit of direction. Now, if they end up breaking the rules, because that's, artists are allowed to do that, that's fine. But I found it to be helpful for me. Adrian ended up sharing with me that, honestly, just being organized, being prepared, and having follow through as an artist is a great way to stand out in your art community. Um, it's a great way to stand out, and this connects right into one of her other things that she shared, but standing out with a gallery too. Um, some of us, we can get really caught up in our ideas and we forget to be organized, prepared, and follow through when we're dealing with people that aren't as familiar with the artistic process. And she was just like, Lisa, that is one of the best ways for you to, um, to make a foundation for yourself and stand out. She also said to look around in your community instead of being, I don't even know if I'm going in order, uh, but she said to look around in your community and see if there's places where your art could fit instead of waiting for somebody to invite you into something. If you're not being invited, make something that you're going to invite people to. Um, and if it's not even going to be on that broad a scale, if that isn't your uh, strength is being an organizer, at least you can start looking online and finding opportunities that you can be applying to different galleries, different group shows, that sort of thing. Basically, she was just saying, be proactive. Don't be expecting the invitation. Be pleasantly surprised if there is an invitation where someone comes and finds you and asks you to join. 
And then she also hit on that person, stay proactive even when you're working with a gallery because they still, they will be representing anywhere from 25 to maybe 45 or 55 artists. As long as you're always ready, in hand, like, all right, Lisa, we'd like an updated um, email, not email, sorry, an updated statement, we'd like an updated resume, we'd like an updated image list, and we'd like, you know, 10 of these images in particular sized like this. If you've already kept up with your own um, files online, um, or on your computer, you can say, absolutely, I can have you that in an hour or by tomorrow, where I notice some of my fellow artists, they kind of struggle and it can take them a little bit longer. And, or it can get overwhelming if you're not in that mindset to kind of re rewrite something. So kind of keeping up with that. It allows you to stand out even in that smaller community. What I ended up adding, because um, I've been making art for about 10 years now, I had to add these because I know with most of you, if not all of you in this room, we're teachers, we have other jobs that are providing for our families and providing for ourselves. I had to make sure to be striving for balance. Not getting too caught up, like these days, I'm having to remind myself that I am an artist. I'm getting really sucked into only my job, which is when these little, little baby paintings over here come in, which we got to talk about a little bit earlier. Um, I'm getting too focused on that and not making enough time for myself. I need a little bit more time with my family and I definitely need some more time to make artwork because I'm not gonna be the best artist I am if I'm too focused on one of these things. But then also if I'm switching gears and I'm, it's the summertime and I'm mainly making work, I have to have a balance even with my art practice. I can't just only be producing and not documenting my images. Hi, Hi come on in, hey. I can't only be sitting there writing um, my, new, my newest artist statement. I can't only be updating my website. You gotta be, be kind of keeping up with a little bit of it all at once. In general, I mean, if there's a push for a show, obviously the, the production is gonna come first and, and getting the work frames. Um, and then I really have to reflect, especially during the school year, on my goals a lot. What are my goals for this year? What are my goals for the next five years? Sometimes even after breakdown, what's my goal for the end of the week? Can I get one of my smaller paintings done? Am I gonna look through uh, some opportunities I can apply for online, like make achievable goals? And then what are my goals maybe for the next 10 years? Because if I don't keep up with those, I can go, like I said, 10,000 different directions. I can forget that my intention is to be a strong artist here in Nashville. For me, that my ultimate goal is not to reach some kind of international fame. If that happens, that would be lovely, but that's not where I'm putting my energy. That's not the artist that I'm most interested in being. I'm much more interested in, in local and regional. Um, maybe someday that will change, but right now that's, that's my goals. Um, and then my uh, kind of more annual goal is to have a, a show each year, uh, a solo show with the Reimer Gallery, which I've been really thankful for that relationship. So those are, those are ones that I can look forward to and not get caught up in, wait a minute, am, am I a performing artist? Should I just start, you know, I can practice that if I'm going through an experimental moment in my studio, but I don't want to forget my goals for my work uh, too much. And then, oh, I like to, in the sea of, there's so many artists out there, there's so many amazing ones, there's ones I can see online, there's ones that I've met. I like to learn things from what I see in their work, and when I look at their resumes, and when I look at their um, 
and their accomplishments, but I don't want to be comparing their art practice with mine in that way of, oh, shoot, you know, they're further along than I am. Gosh, they've had more museum recognition. Oh, man, they're always up in their studio, and I'm barely making some of these smaller ones right now. If I get in that comparing place in my head, that's just going to stunt all of my creativity, and that, that just stops all production altogether. So I have to kind of find a way to, if I find myself in that place, to kind of catch myself out of that and remember. I, I have a lot of friends that teach yoga, and they always look, oh, Lisa, you sound like a, a yoga person. Mm -hmm. It's your own personal practice. Mm -hmm. that, that's how they kind of view it as far as it's their body. Don't try and compare what someone else can do with what you can do. Um, I liked that. I'm like, that's how I'm going to start making sure I remember to treat my own work. Not to take away that important sense of striving to be better than I am right now, but the comparing. And then that connects right into I always am focusing on if I do get in a bit of a lull of any kind, find some way, any way to get out of it. Even if it is to just pick up a piece of paper and start drawing someone's portrait because my, um, like all through schooling, I was really obsessed with photorealism. So I was like, just go back to something that you know you love to do and you know you can try and draw this picture. Do this right now, even if it has nothing to do with the kind of work that you make for, um, for the gallery and for your website. I actually don't know what time. Am You're I fine. Gonna... All right. Um, that, that's what I wanted to share. It, how many of you, I know you said you got to look at my website. Yeah. I could see if I could click on that. And I can just show you my um, my cover. That's one of the things that I spend a portion of my practice on is just making sure that it's updated. It's the best way. I don't know if that can work. We'll just go with it. something that came with my computer a while ago. Um, and it allows me, though, instead of having to wait for anything, I can just update it as I need to. Um, it is the best way to, it's my touch base for if I'm kind of needing a refresher. Okay, where have you been? Where are you coming from? I can just go to my own website and take a look. Okay, these are my series. This is, this is the work I've done. What was I trying to say with this one? How does it compare to my most recent one? I like to keep things kind of in order to um, this is about the time when I started working on pieces that deal with the silhouette, um, kind of touching base on, on my history of liking to do kind of photorealistic work. So I'm just taking the silhouette from personal photographs or friends' photographs and then filling their space, their body space, or if they happen to be wearing a rabbit's <laughs> hat, uh, filling that space with watercolor and then introducing some acrylic right in here and then I use the back of a paintbrush to scratch through. I go back over with colored pencil. I use graphite, sometimes uh, pen, and, and make all of these very animal scale textures, plant-like textures. Here's another one. This one 
was on the cover of the National Arts Magazine a couple of years ago, 2014 maybe? That one even came from a National Arts Magazine. That was from Our Fair Lady, and I used the silhouettes and loved her outfit. I really loved the costume on that. And then this was just one of those happy accidents where one of my, my blocks of paint got away from me and I decided not to try and do the type of erasing that I, the little bit of erasing you can do with watercolor. Yeah, this is um, one of my best tools when working with the gallery. I share this, my students seem to enjoy it. It's a way that they can connect with my work um, easily and kind of see it in an almost Instagram-like style. And then this is, that's kind of my latest piece that is showing at the Rhymer right now. And it's about to have a twin. It's going to be a diptych. I have another shot with those two friends of mine that are facing each other now. And now I've kind of moved away from using only the inside of the body as my space to have that kind of storm of, of watercolor and texture. And it's moving outside of the body and I'm using more of their clothing as the negative space and the Sumi ink for their skin. Well, I'll kind of wrap it up there. I think I've gone over a little bit, but Thank you so much.